Welcome back to the Tay Talks podcast. Before we begin, let's hear a quick message from our sponsor. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast, Black Girl Magic. I'm super excited to host this conversation with my two friends and mentees. Uh, We call ourselves NBT, Neela Brooke and Taylor. I've known these wonderful ladies gosh, since middle school, and I've had the pleasure of dancing with them and just being their big sister in a way and mentoring them throughout high school, throughout middle school, throughout all their challenges and just checking in. It's one of the things that I love about the community that I'm a part of. I still get to give back and just to hang out with them and check in and and be that person for them when they need to lean on someone. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to our two guests today. We have Neela Roper. She's entering her junior year of high school. Her passions include dance, music, writing, and activism. She hopes to study English and journalism in college. And then we have Brooke Bellamy. She is 16 years old and a rising senior. The things that bring her joy include spending time with loved ones, all types of dance, and getting involved in her community. Although the college process is slightly under, unpredictable, excuse me, she plans on double majoring in sociology and political science. I am so proud of these ladies and so grateful that we got to connect and share a little bit about what MBT has meant for us. And we started this group, uh, really it stemmed from dancing. We used to do uh, trio uh, performances all the time. And then our past kind of split. Everyone was going to a different high school, but we still maintain contact. And over the past couple of years, we've formed group chats, check-in calls, uh, Instagram chats, where we really just talk about black magic. We send pictures, we send quotes, we talk about melanin, we talk about going to a PWI, we talk about black love, black culture, black families, our our upbringings, how we were raised, uh, black travel, anything you can think about, you can think of regarding black people, black students, black girls, like anything, black men, black education, black excellence. It's in our group chat. It's just a way that we uplift each other through positivity because uh, the world hates on us and hates on our culture and we just need to be be there for each other when we're feeling that hate or when we're seeing unarmed black men and women being murdered right it's just our safe space our safe space to feel grounded and just reconnect just get right back to focus because we are magic so that is what this episode is about today i hope you enjoy it and yeah let's get into it so let's get it started. Um, I guess my first, you know, conversation starter really is what is Black Girl Magic and kind of like how have you guys interpreted that, um, you know, growing up and even now we're seeing so much more 
black girl magic, right? So much more positivity um, and just more things black girl. Um, what does that look like for you? Um, for me specifically, I feel like it's just from me growing up in a predominantly white environment, but it's kind of just like, for me, it means that energy, like when you step in a room, like just full of melodin and you, mm-hmm. it just like exudes like so much positive and supportive energy. So that's what it means for me mostly. Period. Yeah. Okay. I'll piggyback off of that. Oh, hopefully I don't sound too repetitive, but for me, I haven't really grown up in a predominantly white environment. I've gone to public school. I've been around a lot of black people, black girls, and oops ignore that um I think it's just magic confidence I think that we just have something so special about us and black women I think we've just been through so much and we have to deal with so much in this country and in this world but we still step out and just give it our best and bring so much to the world so yeah Yeah, definitely I would agree with that and um you you mentioned black woman right we have so much weight on our shoulders so much strength so much resilience um but at the same time right we have all these qualities and they're so great but oftentimes we're not protected Mm -hmm. as a black woman right or Mm -hmm. we're dummied down or we're looked down upon or we always at least for me i tend to feel like i have to try 10 times harder than my white counterparts um it's frustrating you know it's it's frustrating so do you have any thoughts on um on that you know the whole this concept of protecting black women and where does that really come from and what does that mean and have you have you guys experienced that um I can start I think that how do I word this I think When I think of protecting Black women, I think about pop culture and I think about social media and just those kinds of things. I think um, there's just so much negativity and I mean, I'll speak on it like within the Black community. I think that a lot of Black people have this idea that Black men have it harder. And I think Mm -hmm. people tend to... um, just ignore us and they kind of just think that we don't deal with our own struggles and we deal with so much the critique of our behavior our appearances our whether we wear makeup no makeup natural hair we who we Mm -hmm. choose to love in our community or outside um the colorism that's a huge thing we have to talk about the what dark-skinned women have to face um yeah I think that within our community, we just have to do a better job of looking out for everyone and protecting us. Yeah, I definitely would agree with yeah, that. Um, I like the points. Similar to what Jill is saying, like, I totally agree. Um, I feel like it's not fair to compare the experiences of Black men and Black women because there's just, like, that other side of just, like, intersectionality that makes those experiences so completely different. Um, But at the same time, what Black women have to face is just, like, it's crazy. Like, we're so extremely strong, but, like, 
at the end of the day, who's also looking up for us. I think it's... Uh... So do you think that like social media such as Instagram and Twitter play a role into this like fetish that some of these men have? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, this is my experience. I, you know, see a lot of pictures. Like, for example, when I open Instagram and I go to my explore page, I see a lot of like black models and I see different shades, but I think I do see a lot of light skinned, super specific curl texture, super specific body type. And I feel like some guys get so caught up in that. And a lot of them think, say, oh, yeah, I like black girls, but they're a specific type of black girls, specific tone, specific body, hair, etc. And many of them say, oh, well, it's just like a preference, but it kind of, it just doesn't sit right with me in some instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it can feel like uncomfortable. Um, Definitely. And weird, like, it's just, like, an awkward feeling. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm kind of at a loss for words because I'm, I'm getting a little chills mm. at, at what you're describing because it's a real thing, you know. And I think colorism within our community is such a huge issue that we don't address enough, you know. Um, and I think even within our own families, we don't address it Uh especially when you have you come from a family where you know mom is one shade dad's one shade dad's side is one you know what I mean like it's an obvious thing right to the outside world but I feel like in the inside world in the community we just don't we don't talk about it enough and and we don't educate ourselves like right now I feel like our generation the youth is educating the outside world but at the same time we got to educate our own community because this colorism issue is real you know and it affects the development and growing up, right? We talked about, I know in the past, we've all talked about like confidence, right? And how it kind of makes you feel a little bit less than, right? Mm-hmm. Based on your skin color or skin tone, you know? Um, and I think that, that that in itself is a whole nother like can of worms too. Definitely. Yeah, and I can definitely like attest to that as well. Um, especially in terms of like a confidence thing, like, you guys know that, like, my in my immediate family and even outside of that, too, a majority of my family is, like, lighter tone and has lighter skin. Um, so just, like, mm-hmm. my brother and, like, some other out external sources pointing out, like, oh, you are so much darker than the rest of your family. Like, oh, are you adopted? Like, it, and they're, they're light blows at first, but when it's repeated all the time, it's it bothers you. I feel that um, I look at my own family and like my cousins, and we're all wonderful, beautiful, different shades, right? But it's sometimes those little slight remarks or slight comments that people make. Um, you know, like my some of my cousins who are darker than me will be like, "Oh, but you're so light," you know, and it just it feels weird (laughs) like it's just like well why are you like but why does that matter you know um and I think that that's another just like society issue like we we look at things black and white right but when you're in the middle or not on the spectrum it starts to get confusing um and I also think that we just focus on color um (laughs) like too much like the conversation is not about you know with my cousins like we shouldn't be 
talking about oh your skin's lighter your skin's darker like we can have other conversations too you mm-hmm. know um because it does it like you said Brooke like it 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 makes you feel feel away right um and I think that's just frustrating um yeah so let's go back on talking about energy we talked about how black girl magic brings a lot of energy can we discuss that a little bit more like how has that energy shaped you in your development as a young black woman for me for a good portion and still now um i struggle with like my own self-confidence and like acknowledging my own self-worth so i feel like definitely seeing like just that whole energy of like black girl magic I feel like it definitely inspires me going forward to like oh like think better of yourself like there are so many beautiful brown girls who look like you and who are also different than you so just like the beauty and that diversity even within a community like that definitely I think it's like Brooke said it's very inspiring and it can um it can show up in many different ways I think seeing the black girl magic in my family uh, or in celebrities just anywhere so motivating whether it be like in dance in school just knowing like my potential and like who I am and what I can become it's very very important in my every everyday life very inspiring um I almost feel powerful like I feel like a boss um, and I kind of feel like no one can tell me anything like I'm walking and this is who I am proud confident young black woman you know um and it's a very powerful moment and I think uh growing up in a PWI I never really felt that a lot of times. I felt like my voice was always silenced or there weren't a lot of Black leaders to look up to. Mm. Um, and now with, of course, the influence of social media and technology, right? We see it on Twitter. We see the melanin popping everywhere, right? We see Instagram, TikTok, all these different sites, Pinterest, right? Where it's just... Black woman, Black man, Black love, Black culture is just there, you know, it's everywhere. And I think that it's an awesome time to grow up in right now to have that. Um, Though sometimes, you know, with the social media, it can get, can become a little bit negative. I think that in this sense, it really just makes things powerful. Um, Even like little things like Black hair and how there's so many different options, right? to do hair and even that is like something that we often take for granted and what I love about being a black woman is just that how we're so unique and bold and adventurous in so many different ways I think I'll add on to that about the hair specifically I think it's just so beautiful how big of a part of our culture hair is like of course in other cultures hair is important but I don't think it's as important to any other culture as it is in ours just like the amount of things we can do with our hair that we have in it just the cultural history and you know braids cornrows dreads like all the things we can do with it and all the pride we carry in it I think it's one of the things I love bo- most about being black definitely it's a great opportunity to share 
with everyone else, you know, some hairstyles, like I'm thinking about knotless braids, passion twists. What else is there? Faux locks. Bantu knots. Goddess braids. Ooh, yes. Goddess braids. I I need to get me a goddess braids. (laughs) I know, I really need that. Because that's fire. What other? During the fall, vibes. Yep. (laughs) I remember rocking mohawks when I was school, like a braided mohawk. Mm. Um, Senior hair, silk press, you know. Um, wearing your hair natural, coloring your hair. There's just so many options. Yep. Um, well, going off on hair, let's, we can talk a little bit about our black girl hair journey. Um, and what's that that been like for everyone? I mean, I definitely have an interesting journey too. I'm curious to hear from you guys. Um, Definitely being in a PWI really switches it up for you for the one time. Felt that. Felt that. I used to straight, like, I used to braid my hair a lot, especially when I was in public school um, for the most part. And then I would, like, straighten it sometimes. But I just remember straightening my hair because I went to, um, I started at Holy Child in fifth grade. So just, like, being in that environment and seeing everybody with straight hair, it was just, like, I feel like I should be doing this, too. So just the years of straightening and lots and lots and lots of heat damage. Um, Yeah. That definitely, I don't know, I just in terms of, like, the common app process and, like, reflecting in terms of that personal statement, just, like, taking a Mm -hmm. look at like just how my hair has evolved specifically just like all of that like I feel like just the heat damage for me was kind of like a symbol of like conforming to the environment that I was in um so just like cutting that all off when I was in my freshman year it just like it's kind of symbolic at the same time um but you know healthy hair now which is always good so yeah, that's kind of my little hair journey in, in this short. For me, um, I wore my hair natural basically like all the way through elementary school. Like my mom would just do it and then it started growing bigger and bigger. And my mom was like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. So at that point, I started going to like salons and like eventually I started getting my hair straightened most of the time. So I basically mm-hmm. wore it straight all the way through um yeah all the way through middle school and it was I don't think it was really a self-confidence thing I think it was just most convenient like I just didn't feel like dealing with my hair and with dance um it was just much easier to handle it and put it in a bun that way um but I think like as I got into high school I started to just miss my natural hair and love it more and more um, and I think during this quarantine, I've been learning how to do my hair. Like, I haven't straightened it since, like, February. And that's, I feel like that's the longest I've been in a long time. And I've just been learning how to do, like, twist outs and little styles like that. And it's really been, like, a fun experience. It's definitely challenging, but 
I love natural hair and I think it's so beautiful and we should express it as much as we can, even though it's very, very time consuming. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that like for me, uh, definitely like you, Rick, uh, I had a lot of um, heat damage also. And I think I'm going on my third big chop now. Um, I've been natural for 10 years uh, and I, I love it. I love it. You know, even though my curly hair, it's a struggle. (laughs) It's really a struggle. But um, similar to you, you know, I grew up with this environment where everyone had straight hair. Right. And it was, it was the norm. I didn't have other black friends my my other black friends had straight hair too i i don't really know i had heat damage i cut it off um and then since then i been maintaining my curls doing all different kinds of hairstyles my damage was really was heat damage that was my biggest damage i never had a perm um so i didn't have any like chemical damage but the heat was really a big thing for me and i i started to to learn about my hair it's almost like watering a plant right got to read about it, got to mm-hmm. study it, um, learn what's good and I, good for it. And I've just done trial and error. And I, what I've learned too with the whole hair thing is a lot of it has to do with what you're eating too, you know, and um, all those kinds of things. Like you guys always tell me, like, I, you know, my hair gets so dry all the time and you're like, okay, do, do a deep condition, right? And it's tedious, right, to keep doing all this stuff for our hair, but it's what makes us so unique. Um, And what makes our hair so special is that we can change it from natural to straight or from straight to braids or from braids to twists and then go back to curly. And then one day we chop our hair off, right? (laughs) Like That's what's so cool about black girl hair like black girl magic all of it it's just it's awesome but um yeah I I definitely feel on that whole everyone around me has straight hair um and I remember in in middle school um it wasn't really appreciated my hair Mm -hmm. I I often remember I had a math teacher who would make some comments about my hair that just as I'm thinking about now as an adult probably weren't the the best comments to make you know and I feel like everyone always has a comment about the hair oh you have oh your hair looks so different you have braids or oh what's that um or can I touch your hair you know or or not even asking actually just touching it But yeah, I I look back and I I honestly don't think that my hair and my black girl magic um, was truly appreciated until I got to high school. I feel like that's when, um, you know, I I did a really, uh, I did my big chop my freshman year and I had my hair, uh, I forget that movie, but it was a movie that uh, Rihanna was uh, featured in, Home, that's what the movie's called, I think. And I wanted my hair to look just like that, like that circular shape. Um, and that's what I rocked my freshman year. And I had, had an art teacher who 
was like, yes, like she loved it. She was so happy. And it was just such a, an amazing feeling, you know, feeling that support. Um, because it is a struggle, as we know, when you're stepping outside of your comfort zone or you're stepping outside of the norm of what society wants to place you in. Yeah, I've definitely had my share of um, teachers just, like, commenting. Um, like, I remember, like, middle school, um, I wore, like, a cute little braid out. I took my my beads and my braids out and one of my teachers walked up and said like I looked like I stuck my finger in an electrical socket I was like oh word wow so I've definitely had my my comments from teachers and like my peers alike I've definitely had the whole I like you better with your straight hair um comment thing so it's definitely a lot and just not appreciated (laughs) like honestly right like sometimes i'm just like no please like stop it it gets frustrating it's tiring i think and definitely like Um, you're so young in middle school too like i think that happened when i was in first grade like you're super young yeah what are you like 11 10 10? i think i was like 10 years old and like you're so young and impressionable so it's just like you don't maybe that might be like harmless comment to that other person but that really like it marks you for a while definitely definitely does and it it's like you said it marks you it resonates with you right and i mean you're you're thinking about it now (laughs) and so clearly it's left some sort of mark on you um and i think that that's where we have to remember that our words can stick with us, right? Our actions stick with us. And just like your your story from when you were in middle school, that same math teacher who always had a comment about the black girl's hair sticks with me. Um, and it, listen, hey, as I always say, it's all part of the journey. Maybe we could talk about microaggressions. Like, of course, um, hair is a huge part of that and comments made about our hair but I think as black girls we've definitely had our fair share of backhanded comments that did not come out too well oh definitely I agree <laughs> I have a great story actually <laughs> it's really funny so as you all know uh, I have a little brother right or uh, a 12 year age difference and I remember I think it was my freshman year it was a freshman or sophomore year I'm, I'm sorry, I'm lying, because we drove to her house, my my classmate's house. So it was junior year, because um, we would have had our license by then. So junior year, we went to her house, you know, got lunch, as you know. Maybe, no, we got lunch, it had to be senior year. Oh my gosh, so sorry. <laughs> senior year, as you know, you can leave, um, you know, if you don't have class, you can get lunch. So senior year. We all go, we go to our house, we have lunch, her dad makes us this spread. This is like, this is, I wouldn't say we're like friends, like we weren't hanging out every day, but we had a couple classes and, you know, senior year, everyone just kind of hangs out with everyone, right? It's like, whatever, high school's done now. But we drove to her house, Um, her dad was there, and mind you, I've never been to this girl's house before, so we were just chatting, right, getting to know each other. And everyone's, it's like, I think three of us. Everyone's sharing, you know, their siblings and whatnot. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a little brother. And they're like, oh, how old is he? And I think at that time, 
he was maybe like four or three. Um, and they were like, whoa, like that's such a big age difference. I was like, yeah, we're 12 years apart, yada, yada, yada. And <clears throat> the father asked me, he was like, oh, are your different, he, like, oh, he made this like comment. Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but it was like something to the the lines of, oh, it like different parents, right? Mm. Um, and oh, like when did your mom remarry? And I and I was like, no, um, same parent actually, same father, same mother. And I think that those are one of those little um comments, right, that we often don't realize that can that turn into um these macroaggressions or um other biases right like just because someone's uh sibling or their relationship is a huge gap does not mean that they have you know they're they're in a blended family right and i Mm -hmm. i i got very upset i think that was like the first time i was very vocal about those things um because usually I just let people chat you know and then I correct them but I got in the car and I was like you know and I got I was upset I was like you know um so and so I don't really appreciate what your dad meant and I just want to clarify and make sure that you knew that my brother and I are our brother and sister and we have the same parents and then she was like, oh, no, 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 my dad never meant any, like, disrespect or harm. Like, he was just joke- joking around. He's so stupid sometimes. No, but what your dad was doing was insinuating that this is what Black culture is like, right? And and now making it a stereotype. And, yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> wow. Actually, I think okay. it's kind of crazy that... I don't have, um, like, that one instance that kind of, like, leaps out to me, because I feel like within the environment of that school, it's just a, <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time, all the so time. it's, yeah, it's kind of fast. crazy, because I'm just like, wait, what is my one good one, like, what's the one that really hits it, and it's, what? I feel like you can't really pull that out, because it's, it's, that's the culture at that school. So. Yeah, it's definitely the culture. Uh, I think it's also just the culture of Westchester County, you know, sub suburb and lifestyle. Culture of America, like, who are we kidding? You know, like, this is totally a, a nationwide issue, a national issue. Um, when I think back to my two years at that school in a predominantly white environment, I don't think there were any like big, big, big like things that really happened to me, but I think I definitely had a lot of experiences with hair. Mm -hmm. Like there was this one girl who I decided to wear my hair natural for a picture day. And, you know, I got a lot of uh, compliments and like, I kind of felt like a zoo animal at some points, just the way I was being looked at and like touched, but like most of it was nice. But there was this one girl that was just so persistent. Like, she just kept petting me and petting me. And for the entire, like, duration of that week, every time she would see me, she would touch me. She would, it it got to the point where I was, like, running down the hall. And she was trying to pet me. And no matter how nicely or aggressively I told her to stop, she just didn't get it. And 
when I finally went to my advisor, she said like, oh, she understood the depth of the issue. And she did understand that um, it did have like a racial significance. But I remember her saying like, oh, like, you know, she's a silly girl. I'm like, yeah, but you know, when it gets to this kind of, when it gets to this point, and I've said, you know, multiple times, it just doesn't get taken seriously. And I think another big one I experienced was the mixing up of names. Um, that's something that I've dealt with, um, even at a predominantly um, Black and Hispanic school that I attend now. Like, what I remember in middle school, um, there were only, I think in eighth grade, there were four or five Black girls in my grade. But there was one other Black girl specifically who had um, a similar name to mine. It wasn't really similar, but they both started with N and ended with A. And our teachers would constantly get us mixed up. And I remember constantly thinking like, oh, it's an accident. But, you know, at the same time, like, you can remember the four Lizzie's in the grade and their last initials, but you can't remember, like, two completely different names. So just little, like, slight, you know, things like that that really rubbed me the wrong way. That I think that uh, <laughs> I, I laugh, right? Because it's funny how <laughs> Sarah and Taylor can look the same, right? Simply because we're black, and yeah. um, and it's a struggle. Like I, I've definitely gotten called names of my black peers in in school, um, you know, and oftentimes had to correct or or the other person, the teacher, the friend. Uh, well, not friend, but whatever. Classmate <laughs> would correct correct themselves. Like, oh no, not not so and so. Like, I remember I had a, a friend who I was really close with in middle school, and we were like cool in high school. Um, and we we were both in fifth grade together. Um, we started fifth grade, graduated high school together. It was the three black girls um, that started together, and a lot of people would confuse us, and we looked nothing alike. Um, <laughs> And I laugh about that because just like you said, you know, like there could be five Lizzie's in the class and a grace, right? Uh, and you know, the teacher, the student knows their first name, their last name, their parents' names, but you can't get the five black girls that are in the entire grade, right? Yep. Um, and it's like, come on, like do better, man. Do better 2020. <laughs> Yeah, it starts to feel intentional at a certain point. Like, how do you still not? Like, I remember in eighth grade, like, we got to the end of the year, and one of my teachers was still mixing up my name and mispronouncing it. And, like, I remember we were doing a presentation, and they um kind of did a random name draw, and they pulled out my name, and she mispronounced it, and the entire class said in unison, Neela. <laughs> like, how do you still not know? It just gets really aggravating. Yeah, it's. It does get aggravating, and you're just like, all right, like, come on now. It's been three months in school. You can get it together now. And the excuse is not, oh, I'm so bad with names. Because, again, if you're able to memorize everyone else's name, then you can memorize mine. Yep. All I do have to say is black girl magic is awesome. And I don't know why I just say that, but (laughs) that's how I was feeling. It was speaking to me. And I'm I'm so glad to be a black woman. Um, and despite all the obstacles, all the tribulations, the good, the bad that's thrown at us, I, I wouldn't dare change to be black. Um, I love it, and even more now, I'm I'm proud to be black. Um, 
I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be loud. I'm proud to be smart, beautiful, creative. Um, and I'm so glad that we have our group, MBT, spreading love, Period. manifestations, black girl magic, melanin, talking about everything black girl because we need that support. We need each other. So I'm very grateful for that. Thanks for tuning into Tay Talks this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week. If you have any updates, advice, stories, any tea you want to share with me, feel free to follow me at Tay Talks on Instagram and send me your messages. Stay safe. DJ 3 3